For a sermon this morning, I'd like to look at the baptism of Jesus. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. It'll come up for us on screen. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. Then Jesus came up from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, but do you come to me? But Jesus answered, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. You know, in, the, in, in Christian life, as we kind of grow and as we keep going to church and, and all of that, some of us do tend to take baptism lightly. Over time, it happens. It happens to everyone. It happens to me as well. We do tend to take baptism lightly. And some of us feel that baptism, sometimes we feel baptism is, is just a ritual. Some people feel that if I really believe in Jesus, if my faith in Christ is really true and authentic, what difference does baptism make? Baptism doesn't save me. It doesn't. Faith in Jesus saves me. And I believe in Jesus. So, so why why baptism? It's, it's just a ritual. It's okay if I take it or don't take it. Um, and that's, we do tend to think like that sometimes. Uh, a few others, especially if you're first generation Christians, uh, where our families don't quite understand our faith, and, and uh, we, we do tend to postpone baptism as well for very, very valid reasons. You know, I have to tell you, if you're a first generation uh, follower of Christ, and we have about 15, 20 of, uh, of, of us here. Uh, I, I need to tell you, I, I understand. Um, my wife and I, we are both first generation Christians as well. Uh, we came to faith from, from a Hindu background. And so, so we understand how hard it is for our families to understand our faith. How hard it is for us to communicate our faith to our parents. Uh, even more so at, at a time like this, in the times that uh, we live in. So, so I get that. I empathize, I empathize with that. And, and you should take some time. But sometimes we tend to just let things to drift, not taking baptism seriously enough. You know, I know someone who, who waited 12 years to take baptism, uh, a first-generation follower of Christ. Um, you know, so, so I really want to spend some time just helping us see the full implications of baptism. The passage we read is, is a weighty passage. It's a, it's a remarkable passage. And I, wanted to, I would like to draw out three amazing insights on baptism from this passage. Three things. The first reason that we must not take baptism lightly is that Jesus himself was baptized. Uh, anyone who feels that baptism is a mere ritual, I just have to get it done with at some point of time in our life, uh, we must pause to consider that Jesus himself 
was baptized. Jesus, as we all know, did away with a whole lot of rituals in the Old Testament. But Jesus instituted baptism in the New Testament by being baptized himself. And baptism, as we all know, is meant for sinners who repent and believe in Jesus. Baptism signifies that by our faith in Christ, our sins are washed away. So if baptism is for sinners, then why was Jesus baptized? When, when Jesus walked up to John the Baptist that day and asked John the Baptist to baptize him, John the Baptist was quite obviously shocked and confused. And Jesus had to explain things to John the Baptist. And Jesus told John the Baptist in the passage, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. In his own words, Jesus was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. Now we know that Jesus was, is, and will always be eternally righteous. He need not fulfill any righteousness because he is always eternally righteous. So this verse, when Jesus said to fulfill all righteousness, is talking about the righteousness that Jesus came as a man to fulfill on our behalf. And Jesus fulfilled all righteousness on our behalf by dying on the cross in our place as a sinless sacrifice, and his baptism that day was a pointer to his coming death on the cross. In being baptized, Jesus is identifying himself with every sinner who would believe in him. In being baptized, Jesus is saying, as I am baptized, so I will be crucified for the sake of those who believe in me. And that's why Jesus said his baptism is to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus willingly received a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, not for any of his sins, for he had none, but as a sign that he identifies with the sins of those he came to save. And I have a simple question for those of us who are still thinking about baptism or waiting to be baptized. You may consider yourself a follower of Jesus, maybe you're a first-generation follower, or follower of Jesus. I have a simple question. If Jesus, is being, if Jesus is identifying with you as a sinner by being baptized, if Jesus is identifying with you as a sinner by being baptized... Why would you delay in identifying with Jesus as your Savior by being baptized? Jesus is identifying with us. Why would you not? Jesus is identifying with us in his baptism. Why would you not identify with him by going through baptism? You're going to see how we are identifying with Christ in baptism. That's the first reason why baptism is extremely important. The second reason... In this passage, why baptism is extremely significant is that the father expressed delight in the baptism of his son. We can see that. The father expressed delight in the baptism of his son. Look at verse 17. When Jesus was baptized, the father, in an audible voice from heaven, said, 
This is my beloved son with him with whom I am well pleased. The father here is expressing God the father. God the father, God the son, God the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one as we sung in that song. God the father here is expressing delight at the baptism of his son. Listen. The father delights in his son eternally. Unlike human love, unlike your love and mine, uh, which keeps changing with time, our love is never constant. Even to our most loved ones, there are times where we don't love them. It feels like we don't love them. Or we don't behave as if we love, we love them. Human beings' love keeps going up and down. But God, a holy God, the Father's love is eternally constant and unchanging. So just because Jesus is getting, his son is getting baptized, it doesn't mean the father's delight in his son has just increased. No. The father's delight in his son is eternally constant. It's unchanging. It's not as if the, father's, the son's baptism increased the father's delight in him. So if the father expressed delight in his son in an audible voice from heaven, it is not because he loved his son more in baptism. Instead, the father's audible expression of delight at the baptism of his son is for our benefit. It is so that we know from the father himself how significant baptism is. It is as if God the father himself is affirming baptism in an audible voice. And that's the second reason why we must never take baptism likely why we must never delay it unless there are some reasons and i understand in the world we live in there are there are some reasons and that's all right and that brings us to the third insight on baptism that i'd like to draw out for us from the passage children five more minutes and we're going to be moving into baptism the third reason baptism is so significant and this is the best i've saved the best for the last the third reason baptism is so significant is that at the baptism of Christ, and that is the only time we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in one sense physically together. It's profound. Think about it. At the baptism of Christ, the, the voice of God the Father was physically audible to people at the baptism of Christ. Physically, when he said, this is my Son whom I love, that's why... Matthew was able to document it because people heard it. We also see from the passage that God the Holy Spirit descended physically in the form of a dove and came to rest on Christ. So we see the Holy Spirit at baptism, the Trinitarian God that we sung about. And of course, God the Son was baptized physically because he was incarnated in flesh and in blood. And so at the baptism of Christ... The Trinitarian God chose that moment, the baptism of Christ, to reveal himself to men and women. God the Father, through the spoken voice of God, God the Holy Spirit descending like a dove, and God the Son being baptized in obedience to his Father's will. And that's not all. That's one more really significant thing here. In the same Gospel of Matthew, in the last chapter, do you know what's the last command that Jesus gave his disciples? before he ascended into heaven after his death and resurrection. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them 
in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's the command of Jesus. Every time we baptize anyone who's come to faith in Jesus, we baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you see the Trinitarian God again? The Trinitarian God delights in the baptism of those who believe in Jesus and receive eternal life in Christ through the forgiveness of sins. And surely when the Trinitarian God places so much emphasis on baptism, we must not take it lightly or or postpone it indefinitely. If you are a follower of Jesus and for you children, if you're not, those of us who have not been baptized, allow me to very simply explain what baptism really means. And I'm going to read just one verse. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 4. Or don't you know, Romans chapter 6, verses 3 to 4. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with Christ through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. And this verse is telling us that our baptism is nothing less than our participation with the death and the resurrection of Christ Jesus. Our baptism is nothing less than a celebration of our union with Christ in his death and in his resurrection. Baptism is a joyful and a public celebration of our union with Christ. As you're going to see at Sima's baptism today, when a man or woman believes in Jesus and comes to faith and repents of his or her sins, they are baptized. And when they are baptized, they are first fully immersed into water. And this immersion is symbolic of them being united with Christ in his death. And in a moment, they are raised out of water and this them coming out of water is symbolic of their union with Christ in his resurrection. So for those of us who believe in Christ, baptism is identifying with Jesus. Children, baptism is is when we love Jesus so much, when we believe he died and rose again for our sins, and when that faith in Jesus fills our hearts with joy, we go into the baptism pool saying, I love Jesus so much, I believe in Jesus so much, that I want to go identify with him. I want to identify with Jesus in his death by going under the water, and I want to identify with Christ in his resurrection by coming out of the water. So baptism is saying, Jesus, I believe in you. Baptism is saying, Jesus, I belong to you. Baptism is saying, Jesus, I identify with you. Baptism is saying, Jesus, I repent for my sins. Only you can save me. And that's the baptism we're going to witness. Father, we worship you. Thank you for your son, born of a virgin, who lived a sinless life, tempted in every way just as we are and yet without sin, who died for our sins and rose again for our justification who ascended into heaven, who's seated at the far right-hand side of God the Father, and who's going to come back to judge the world and to take his bride to be with him eternally. 
And this Jesus, he identified with us in baptism. Thank you, Lord. And for those, those of us who are yet to be baptized, I pray that you will strengthen our faith and our desire to be baptized, to obey Christ in baptism. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all.